0: cool 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 come on in we're fine this is fine my queens kings and royalty this is fine community listeners new and old actually i don't like that word old (laughs) listeners new and veteran experienced advanced i don't know anyway welcome home it's time for another astro 101 astrology lesson with shannon If you've been following along since the beginning, you've learned about the moon through the signs and your own moon sign in episode 6, the moon in different phases as it rules over different parts of the body in episode 34, and all about your rising sign or your ascendant, and reading horoscopes in episode 15. If you haven't heard those, this is your cue to go back and listen to episodes 6, 15, and 34, especially if you're still learning about the fundamentals of astrology. Today, we're diving in to how you can read and understand your horoscope through understanding the houses. Drum roll! <laughs> what are the houses in astrology? There are 12 of them, and your houses are determined by your rising sign. So if you don't know that right now, stop, go get your birth certificate, text your mom, contact the county office where you were born do what you got to do and enter your exact birth time into calculate your chart astro-charts.com is a great free website for this so is cafeastrology.com enter your info and find your rising sign it's sometimes marked as asc and it's going to be on the left side of the wheel once you've done that you're ready to proceed let's learn about those houses Shannon,
1: is everything fine for you today? Everything is wonderful. More than fine. Fine plus. Fine plus is a great place to be. Feeling good. We love
0: to see it. We love to hear it. So let's get right into it and give our listeners a brief explainer of what the houses are in astrology before we get into what each house means, represents,
1: signifies. Perfect, perfect. So this is a good time to further delineate what all the energies are. So when you're first coming into the world of astrology and trying to figure out, you know, what does it all mean? I go back to the beginning, which I've said before, and I'll say it again, that our planets are like the actors, the ones doing the action. They're the beings. The signs, are the costuming or the cloak, the energy that they are having to express themselves through. So some feel good, some are comfortable, some are not, but that's what they're wearing. It's the lens that they work through. The houses where we are settling our, our contemplation today, it's the backdrop. So it's the stage, it's the scenery, it's the area of life. Right. So, it helps parse out when people are trying to combine, you know, zodiac signs with houses. We're going to we're going to work on that today. And that's a thing with modern astrology that you will see I I implore you to consider. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just a brief little begging of you to consider. <laughs> just just
1: consider. <laughs> Not looking at house equals sign equals planet. Right. It's like the ABCs. Like which, first house is Aries, second house is Taurus. Yep. Unless exactly. you're an Aries ascendant. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's where I said. But it still doesn't mean the the zodiac energy is the same as the house. Right. And that's. That's where in ancient astrology, and we, of course, know much more now, that, you know, that whole alphabet version, believe me, I used to be an offender of teaching this way. (laughs) It is so easy to teach and like, yes, we just get to get it all, but then you have to undo you have yeah, to, there's a lot to undo. Is it
0: because the, there are similar themes with the houses and the zodiac signs? Like where in did that come some, from? Some
1: in some of them. Okay. Convenience. Uh, easier to teach, like you were saying. Easier to teach. Okay. And it's it's of like less than a hundred years old. Uh, for a science that is thousands of years old. Right, 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 right. So <laughs> just for context. It is just easy. It's a lot easier. And just I'll say this too, without getting too complicated, but We're going to make it easy and just speak house topics. Yep. When we get farther in, we know there are different ways of dividing the sky. So this is what we're doing. We're taking that celestial band of energy, so those constellations, so we know where the sun is. The sun has um, like a path that it follows, the celestial equator, And within that, this is the same track, um, the same track even we could think of that the planets follow as well. And we take that circle that surrounds the Earth. So we're looking at this from a geocentric perspective, meaning we're standing here on Earth and from our perspective, the sun and all the planets, the moon are all looping around us where we're spinning around and observing (laughs) them. And so that we've taken that part and divided it into 12, into 12 30 degree parts of the sky. Is if mm-hmm. we're using whole sign, but for simplicity's sake, yes. today we're going <laughs> to speak in terms of whole sign. Whole sign houses. I use whole sign. I also use quadrant house, which is a whole other division, but it is. Like my Coke house cusps are my cusps. Yes. <laughs> I think I've said that. I've come out of the closet and said that too. <laughs> because it's a th- it's a topic right now. Yes. Um, within I mean, the astrology world. Within the astrology world. <laughs> Big topic. But they're both about, in my in my use, they're both valid. But yes. But for simplicity's sake today. Yeah. If that went over your head, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Might be edited out anyway. Nah. So. <laughs> Roll the clip. <laughs> <laughs> so we're take what, um, the ancients found were certain areas of life within these. So we have con- – that's the other thing. We have constellations. But when we look at the constellations, they, some are very big, some are very small as far as taking up space in the sky. So that's right. another reason okay. why – it's an argument for not using – first house equals Aries, second house equals Taurus. Okay. You know, because they take up different amounts of space. Yeah. Like okay. it, when we're speaking from an astrono- astronomical level. So the way that, um, it's so brilliant, really. It, these 12 houses, like when we're trying to find, like I said, the the where, like how, like there's an energy coming in. There's a planet, there's a being. It's it's coming into some area of life with a particular um, e- cloak it's wearing. Right. Energy. The houses show us where that is. Where is this energy showing up in your life? Right. So, like, if from transit to, like, yeah, your like if own you hear personal a horoscope, chart. right? Like, yeah. so let's
0: say I heard a horoscope this morning, and it's saying that the moon is traversing my second house, which is true. You don't know what that is unless you understand the houses, and you might know that the moon is in Libra, but why does that mean my second house? So, in it,
1: that's if you have a personalized right horoscope. So, they have. If like, you're listening to like an astro forecast, right? Saturn is moving into Pisces. Saturn has now moved into Pisces, and this is what Saturn's going to do in Pisces. Yes. Well, where is that going to affect me? Yes, you need to know your house. (laughs) Where you look at where Pisces is occupying um, your chart. So these are two areas
0: in which you would need to know the houses and what they mean. Exactly. So whether it's a general transit or something that's based on your rising sign, houses are very, very, very relevant. (laughs) Very, very
1: relevant. I mean, and here's the other thing that might be controversial for some people. (laughs) In astrology, planets— are not good or bad. Signs are not good or bad. Houses are good or bad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Challenging or hard. But it's, you know, I don't think it's good to glaze over that, you know what I mean, as far as like, oh, no, there's no, like, because it means when we have challenges, it's like, am I, is there something wrong with me? Is (laughs) it me? Yeah. Am I the problem? Am I the problem? (laughs) And it just helps you deal with it. It's like, ah, this is, and then we can reframe how we're looking at the challenge of like, oh, this is this area of life where I'm supposed to be working on, Right. you know, this part. Yay, I have an opportunity to refine it. You know, that's – we're here on this planet to, you know, I don't know other people's beliefs, but my belief is where we're refining and we're growing and we're trying to expand ourselves and, and learn more and become, you know, better at yeah. whatever that is, more embodied, enlightened you know, it's the, the challenges are the things that help us have comparison even to like what you do like and what you don't like. So, you know, there's in that context, there is no good or bad. But um, yeah, so good primer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as. Um, and another way to say good or bad, you know, houses, uh, another way would be to say, you know, there are. Weak houses and there are strong houses. Mm, So when a planet is in a particular place in your chart, they can affect what they are trying to do for you. It's either harder for them to do it or it's easier for them to do it. Okay. So. I didn't expect to get so technical, <laughs> but I am doing it. <laughs> we're, um, we're already there. <laughs> we're already there. So I am, I am just going to, this, like, just, we're just skimming over it. There yes. are places. So this kind of, I actually like this. When I read a person's chart, sometimes I give them a little mini astro lesson to orient themselves mm-hmm. by, if we're on Zoom, you know, I'm yep. showing them their chart and we have the four corners, yes. you know, where the most east, The most wet. So the horizontal line? The cross. (laughs) The cross. So those two points are initiators of the first house, the Mm -hmm. seventh house, and then the straight up and down. Um, So the 10th house is at the top. The fourth house is at the base underneath Mm -hmm. us. So those four corners are like our skeletal structure of our whole chart. And so what's happening in those houses is are what are called angular houses. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing I'll do with as far as angular, cadent. succeeding, yeah. cadent, that um, we'll just say the angular houses, it's a good place to start, that when planets are there, they're strong. They can do more for us. And so... Um, and it kind of, yeah, again, like earth is in the center and it just gives us like, ah, an orientation and one that's, it's really easy to see. And, you know, this is what I like for people to do is move out of the intellectual processing and more into a feeling, um, place with astrology. Love it. And so, um, you know, when the sun rises, I probably said this on this podcast before, but again, repetition gets in there easier. So, when the sun is rising or the moon is rising, it's huge. They're huge. It's an optical illusion, but they have more energy. They have more strength at that moment, you know, and just like when the sun is overhead at you know, basically 12 noon, that's our midheaven, you know. So that's like we feel how strong that energy is. And it's like we're up and we're out in the world. Like that's our career house. Yep. So the one is our, you know, first house itself, our career up at the top and then um the sun setting. Like it is a moment of Ah like living coastal like you probably do this too yeah. you know guaranteed you walk during sunset yeah, it's, everyone it's does. Like a religious moment <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter what your life path is people commune yeah at sunset <laughs> and go ah yeah it's sent, there's this moment of where you connect, right? Yep. It's a connection house. It's so so funny. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, those, it's like the a holy packed. moment. Yeah, the street is packed. Yeah, so it's an important moment, right? And then midnight. Hopefully, we're deep in our sleep, doing our, you know, nighttime sojourns, doing <laughs> our our dreaming and our undoing. So I'm just I just wanted to bring that in as far as houses. Um, like how strong they are, those areas of life. So if you're looking at the circle that is your natal chart,
0: those points on the XY axis, so to speak, on the left side where your ascendant is, the right side where your descendant is, the top where your MC and the bottom where your IC are, those are really strong areas of your chart. And you might notice that there are planets near there. Maybe there are not, but those are some strong areas of the chart. And they are houses 1, Seven, ten, and four. I did that out of order based on how my brain is mapping it. <laughs> yeah, that's great, <laughs> but you get it.
1: <laughs> well, I like it because it is one. Seven is the horizon. Yep. Ten, four is the like up top down, top to bottom. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You knew base. exactly where I was yeah. going. Thank you. <laughs> no, that that works. That actually, to me, is more. It helps the mind. It's <laughs> Thank more you. Logical. That was really validating, <laughs> and it kind of like we can do this too, um, if you like, for house topics. How. Houses in opposition yes. connect with each so other. So let's go
0: through one through 12 and then let's look at those like axes as well. Does that okay. work? <laughs>
1: yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's go through we'll just for through. the sake of like, yeah, one through 12 so people understand what the topics
1: are. And then we can kind of look at the axis like one, seven. So two, what eight. I'll do instead of having to go backwards, I, when we hit seven, mm-hmm. we're working in polarities. Beautiful. And I will loop in the opposite house. Love it. So we'll do it that way. Okay, cool. Look at me. Leo rising. <laughs> You're not controlling me. No. <laughs> I'm it's just your show kidding. now. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So speaking of first house. So the first house, the most important thing to remember, and this this is the marker of the ascendant. So your rising sign, it is that moment, th- what, depending on where you were born, this is where to actually the house conversation in general, we need an accurate time of birth. Mm-hmm. So just... Very important. Get that. Yeah. In your <laughs> houses don't mean anything if you don't have a, an accurate time of birth. So it sets the map, that moment you took your breath you took life you are now a part of this human experience <laughs> yep. this this worldly earth experience and so it literally informs how your body is shaped energetically infused with the energy of that sign that was rising the moment you were born. So it, again, informs so much. And I know we've talked about this before, but, you know, in ancient times and um, Indian astrology is like this now. And you say, what's your sign? They say they're ascendant because it's the most you. It's yeah. the mo- because it's literally, you know, like your, your body. And so first house is self. It's you. It's the most, like, where to nestle up into your own energy. And um, when things happen in the first, like we were just setting up, the first might be the most. Some people think the 10th or the first. But the first, like, that is when you, like, ah, you feel it. Like, you feel it in your body because it's now hit you on a bodily level. Right. So first house, very important. And um, yeah, we should do an episode of the different signs of all the different ascendants, but yeah. at least this is a good way to get you set up. So we actually did. We did a rising sign. Oh, episode. we did. Yeah,
0: episode 15. Go listen. Amnesia. <laughs> no.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, we've covered a lot of topics. Okay, <laughs> that, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I know, I can't keep track like who, where, when, what. I how know. How. <laughs> um, I forgot to. <laughs> so yeah, this gives us our, um, like, what kind of vitality we have. What are for medical astrology? Hello, we're gonna really, really yeah. look at that first house because we look at also this. Uh, it's probably too advanced, but I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, drop it and, in. And um, another thing of whatever sign is on that first house cusp, the planet that rules that sign, we look at that. It could be anywhere in the chart, mm-hmm. and so that's like the ruling planet. Of Of your whole chart. chart. Mm -hmm. So when we look at wherever that planet falls, as you're looking at the houses, you know that that's an important area of life for you because the planet that's in charge of you, your body, yourself, whatever house it's in is telling you an area of life that you are most working in, that you kind of have to get down, you have to refine. And so maybe what you can do is go through like and show notes. Yeah. Add the uh, you know Ascendant the sign with the corresponding planet. planet. Beautiful. I will do that. So and look then. to the show notes for your little cheat sheet. Perfect. And so, yes, this is the the most you um yeah, planets in the first house color the person. You feel it. People with strong first house planets, like you can tell they're very <laughs> like that there's a loudness about that, whatever those planets are. <laughs> oh, I'm like, is it, is it my packed first house? I'm like, yeah, it's very strong, yeah, actually. And like your Mercury. Yeah. So you see you're a good example Mercury, of this. Mercury, Venus, and Sun. Yeah. And almost Moon. <laughs> and almost Moon. But that's like, that's a lot. Yeah. That, there's and a lot going on. With what you is do. Is it me? <laughs> 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 but you're, you are living... The ideal Virgo life. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because it's as well, like, it's not only your Mercury is not only strong by sign, but it's strong by placement. Yeah. So it can transmit (laughs) it's doing a lot of talking (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) and then the moon in Libra says you're talking to other people or you're transmitting information from yourself you take it through your refined. it's like look I'm gonna go investigate this guys so that I can bring it to you in a more refined understandable um, context like what you do with me astrology (laughs) is real you guys (laughs) listen to her like what that's literally me It is. And just like how you're taking astrology, too, and yeah. helping. Because I, I don't have mercury in my <laughs> first house. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my first house. Oh, my God. Your
0: first house. Do you want to talk about your first house?
1: Oh, I don't know. Like, if people don't like me, they could cast spells on me based <laughs> no. on my first house. Okay. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. We're, we're keeping it <laughs> private. <laughs> I
1: do. No, I will say it has been an area of life of rapid growth, physical. So, okay. First house. Yep. All right. I'll reveal myself. So (laughs) I have a debilitated Venus. I was born when Pluto and Uranus were joined and Saturn was opposite. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh, my God. And then poor little Venus just wandering through. La, la, la. Help me. Ended up in the Virgo room. Yeah. (laughs) So she is sitting there with Pluto and Uranus with Saturn opposite in the first house. So one of the things that I have dealt with is um, like very unusual, rare sicknesses, illnesses. You Mm -hmm. know, Virgo is the body, the bodily processes. Near death, like been given death sentences. More than once. (laughs) More than once. Um, And then, uh, yeah, and Saturn opposite, like it, which is nice. And Pisces, it does help me... Work through it, like there's malleability. But then the big thing is that the sun, I'm Leo rising, so right. it's all in Virgo. So again, I'm using quadrant house system instead whole sign, yeah. But the Leo rising gives me tremendous vitality to deal with whatever, overcome to overcome, yep, and will through it, yep. And it re- it's real, <laughs> yeah. But I get the weird. It's that Uranus stuff that I get though and even my doctor will go oh okay that you're the one percent yeah. you're the one who's gonna not um be able to work with this or yeah. or I'm miraculously healed so yep. anyways that's so
0: is that like a Uranus first house theme in mm-hmm. general okay so if anyone
1: has Uranus in their
0: first house that might be something to think about
1: yeah the yeah. body yeah and like I've had violent accidents like car. I have scars on my face I've had like things whacking me out of the blue, <laughs> <laughs> the disruptor planet. <laughs> the disrupt, but I've where instead of feeling like a like we just did, yeah, yeah we just did that episode yep. like and I did it's like oh poor me and all this and then finally I'm like oh okay let me go into this energy why am I having this energy ah it's a really incredible tool for self reflection self awareness moving through yep. undoing yep and. Then I just don't have those things happen to me anymore. You it's know? Amazing. It's it's not the same. I don't know. Something else could come in, but it shows up at the level that I'm at. So it doesn't come in so extreme anymore. Yeah. Um what but, a
0: great example of like how a planet really is manifesting in a first house.
1: Right. And yeah, and like that stellium. And legit, like Venus, Pluto opposite Saturn is quite the victim setup, you yeah. know, and, and I have Mars in my 12th, which is hidden enemies and all ah. that. So if I can overcome yeah. <laughs> victim mentality, yeah. I can, anybody can. Yeah. But I just felt like, oh, that's the only place to heal. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's while, very logical of you. <laughs> while healing the wounds that happened, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not victim shaming at all. Like, yeah, I'm no, not, your trauma is
0: real. Your experience is real. It's all valid. It, um, you know, if you're ready to, release that part of your story, not let it define you, not let it be right. the lens. We did talk about this a lot in episode, I want to say, 37. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes.
1: Don't worry, y'all. <laughs> so that's the other thing with the Yeah. That first house, it's where we can take the wheel the most easily. Okay. So Fantastic. even though it's extreme, shows up in my life a lot, it's also where I can grab it and redirect it.
0: Yep. You've, you're in the driver's that's seat.
1: Yeah. That's, that's we love the first house. Lot. I'm first saying this from a lot of personal experience.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: house two, the second house, the house of money, your stuff, livelihood, <laughs> your stuff, exactly, yeah. things, stuff. Um, this when we're and this is one of the houses. I'll just say it can be looked at as either kind of a, there's positive or negative. Um, and part of that has to do with if we orient ourselves, again, this is kind of advanced, but I'm doing it. <laughs> First house is us. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at our world around us. Yep. So all those 12 houses that are circling around us, those houses that flank us on either side, so it's that second house on one side, mm-hmm. 12th house on the other, they are in what's called aversion. We can't see it; it's our blind spot. Ah, that's why second twelfth is straight up. You know, by the time we get to twelve, you think it gets easier as we go around. It's like, no, nah, you're nah. screwed. <laughs> this is no. Well, it's the, well, we'll get to it. But it, it, yeah, it's not one of the easy houses. But the second house, we can also res, we're finding what resources we need in order to live. <laughs> mm-hmm. We we become very We're aware. gathering our things as We're we make this journey. <laughs> but isn't it fascinating how like the whole concept of money, like some people are totally like they're good with money, but more people are, you know, it's it's a blind spot for them or it's a challenge for them. And so um, looking at your second house cusp, you know, again, you look at the, I mean, it's actually the same formula all the way around. <laughs> so there we go. We said it. Um, without trying to get too complicated. <laughs> but we look at the sign that's on the second house cusp and the planet that rules that sign. And so we look at wherever that planet is in your chart. You can probably help correct your finances, your stuff, your resources. I love the word resources for a yeah. second house. Um, it's also your self-worth. It's, you know, because I always look at that. Our self-worth is... A res- That's yeah. one of the greatest resources of all.
0: I love that you brought up resources because it's not
1: just money or material exactly. possessions. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's why talents, gifts, abilities, talent. Yes, that's a resource, mm-hmm. and why you utilize that, it can get you out of trouble. Yeah. But if you look at where the planet is, it's ruling. So if, let's say Capricorn or mm-hmm. so I don't know why I went straight to that, but <laughs> Capricorn's on your second house cusp. We look at Saturn, where's Saturn? Mm-hmm. Um, and that house is going to give us a little bit of intel on, ooh, I got to clean up here before it goes through there. And just a okay. little side note, when the planet that rules that house
0: mm-hmm.
1: has territory is in it. That's good.
0: Oh, so like S-
1: focused. Mercury S- in
0: the first house if you're a mercury ruled chart. Is exactly. Good. Okay. So it just added even more strength to you. Okay, so moon uh in the second house ruled by Venus. Venus is on the ascendant. Yeah. Good good vibes. Good vibes.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> because Venus is in a good place to help you out. All right. Even though she's in Virgo. Yeah. She still Placed well. She's on a nice little throne. <laughs> she's on a, <laughs> a throne. Yeah. She's get, and she's in good company. Yeah, she's, you know, got, and she's, she's got a, a good squad. And she's she's in a place where she can do her work. Okay. So so, so even though two might be a more struggle house, it can if, go if, either way, is right? Kind of how I look at it. But it is that um it really here's the thing. We're born, we're mm-hmm. spirit, and then we're born, and then the body's like oh, wow, I need need things to be here and live. Yeah. I mean, that's why, too, you know, we can think of, um, like, it's the food. Food is a resource. totally. What are the things I need to live and take care of myself? Yeah, the survival foundations. And it's also, you know, we'll get—when we start doing the polarity, it'll make more sense. But second house is, like, your money. Yes. money in your pockets. And we'll get to other people's money. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so house three— House three. House three um, is—this is—well, I'm going to say in the um, ancient astrology, the Hellenistic model, just this was one of my (gasps) crying breakthrough moments, like being able to see it. It um, was—it's a house of— divination. It's the house of the goddess. Cool. They had a
0: goddess house. I love that. Why don't we have goddess house anymore?
1: Exactly. Yeah. We got to bring goddess back. Bring goddess back 2023. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, And outside of that, you know, I like the idea, like the ancients looking at it as a divination and that it is a communication yeah so in this world yes <laughs> this. we're cruising in this world it is it is communication it's it's um it's siblings. That's right. another key thing. Like yeah. if we're having big things with our siblings. It isn't always this perfect, but a lot of times people think I'm like, oh, you are a witch. When, <laughs> when, You know, it's like there's two planets in their third house. And it's like, do you have two siblings? Like, oh, how did you know oh that? God, that's it's so like, funny. And it's not always perfect. Right. But it's like we know there are two energies there that mm-hmm. track sibling-like. And so, right, yeah. And a lot of times it's— it works. Yeah. So this is where our siblings are, where we, um, where we shared life. So this is another place that takes us into great third house concept. It, it, because this is a thing, I didn't say it at the beginning, but within the 12 houses, you have everything. Like there isn't anything in life that doesn't have a place. It's somewhere there. Yeah. And so... It's somewhere on this map. <laughs> it's somewhere... Yeah, it's somewhere on the map. And the um, third house is also... So third house has like a lot because it's... Yeah, it's, it's kind like, of a mix. <laughs> it, it has all the things, but they somehow all do link together. Yeah. But it's like that... Like your daily trekking through life. Like a commute to work or... Your commute to work, your neighborhood. It's your neighborhood. It's your neighbors. Neighbors. Okay. Your shared experiences when you're just in your life. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're just moving around. And that's why siblings like tracks. They're there. Because if you you don't don't have siblings, would it be like someone who feels like a sibling? Maybe. Or like a next door neighbor. I don't know. Yeah. Someone you grew up with. Someone you grew up with. Yeah. Who would be your neighbor. So there we go. We're in the third house. Yeah. It's (laughs) (laughs) cousins have another. I mean, cousins could kind of be there, but it's like your sibling you're usually next to. Like you're sharing, you're doing all the stuff Mm -hmm. together. So it's that, yeah, within your immediate environment. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's, you know, also short distance travel. travel. Yep. So it's the little journeys. It's the little things, and like your little business trip too. Of like, okay, just like getting from here to there. So um, it's also where, like, what we're doing right now. Third house communicating. We're like having a podcast. We're giving information. Transmission of uh, information, information, energy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We have microphones in front of us. (laughs) Microphone. Like, what house does microphone live in? Third. Yeah, we could pick any object on the planet, and it has a house where it would naturally live. I love that. Isn't that cool? <laughs> like, and that goes more advanced. That's like yeah. when you're learning we're, horary. We're
0: you really get into. We're that. not going to overwhelm you. I'm going to ask her that off mic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to start pointing at things like an infant yes. being like, "What's this?" <laughs> but it's it's like that quick move around place. Um, yeah, it's super hustle bustle. Yeah. So that's third house. Okay. So next up would be house four. House four. So now we have another angular house. We're looking at something with strength. That's another thing. The third house is weak. It's Uh, cadent on the other side because it goes strong, not as strong, but moderate to weak. And then strong again. And then strong again, Mm -hmm. all the way around. And like that's the third house. Like you're getting stuff, you're just getting crap done, (laughs) you know, moving around. So, fourth house, we're back in angular. So, it's a strong house. And just really like the things we take in first would be, you know, home. This is our home. This is our initial upbringing. Mm -hmm. This was the condition of our childhood. That's another thing. People think you're performing astro gymnastics. <laughs> like if it really like it's is a, magic a standout, trick. <laughs> it's like if there's Scorpio on that IC, mm-hmm. IC is also like fourth house cusp right. in um, quadrant houses. And so it's like, ooh, yeah, hidden things That's are you, not right? easy. <laughs> like with a Leo ascendant. Well, hello, Scorpio. Yes. yeah, <laughs> Scorpio,
0: yeah. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering. I'm thinking about mine as well, obviously, because I learned through myself, as we've learned through my first house Mercury. The Sagittarius I see. Ah. we moved like twenty times. I
1: was just gonna say you must have moved so many times.
0: Yeah, so used to moving, and then and your dad
1: was a fireman.
0: Yeah, literally, like Sag, (laughs) and I think he has a Sag Moon.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, and so that even colors. That's where you start connecting. And he has Sag Moon, so he's. Like, even unconsciously, Sag. And is a Leo
0: <laughs> rising, and I think his midheaven is actually, oh, air? no, he somehow has an Aries midheaven.
1: Yeah, that can happen. Okay. It depends on like, where you were born. That's
0: wrong. <laughs>
1: no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's right. It isn't yeah. always perfect. So it's like all fire. Yeah. The literal fire. was your home? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> Literally. <fire. laughs> and that's what that's what I say. Uh, Sag would be like the brush fire, uh, the fast moving fire. Yeah. And so
0: a lot of moving, a lot of traveling, a lot of moving, traveling. Yeah.
1: And he literally sometimes it's literal. Yeah, he literal. That's the condition of your childhood. Wow. We're <laughs> Isn't that so a much? trip? <laughs> 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 but that's the thing. It like when we try to make it too complicated, it sometimes you just can always go back to the most literal basic thing. And it probably tracks the ruler of that house is also in a fire sign. Of course it <laughs> is. Of course it
0: is. Okay. Sorry. No, too much on great. my own chart, but I hope that was uh, so, helpful for anyone listening. <laughs> now,
1: what I will say, because you also had a mother. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do have a mom. Not Hi, mom. higher. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but you can see how probably the energy of your father kind of eclipsed everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. Like it was a lot. Yeah. So, wow. wow. That was a dominant theme that everybody lived by. Yeah. I gotta find mom somewhere else in the chart. <laughs> <laughs> she's there. She's everywhere. <laughs> she's everywhere. She was she was right there. Um your moon, your mom was literally peacemaking. Oh my god. Yeah. Together Venus rolled. Yep. Isn't that great? Oh Who, my god and she's Venus ruled. She's Venus rolled. Yeah. See, this is what I mean. It's like looking at the blood under the microscope. Yeah. When you see the cells starting to like um inform each other. Like it's, that's the mechanics. It's the spiritual DNA. is not that juicy. Damn. Yeah. No, this is blowing my mind. I I hope this is also (laughs) useful for the listeners too. (laughs) Well, what it is, if it's a little bit over your head now, it's hope that these are things that are not fully abstract. Yeah. That you can, we just follow methodology. Connect the dots. Connect the dots and we're going to get there. Yeah. Even if you're really confused, you start with one thing and you just keep going, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, there it is." Yeah. Which is like brings up the question of free will versus fate. You know, I think it's a combination of both. I think there is a level of fate involved, and you're gonna you're gonna have this lesson. Yeah. Get you like, a spirituality that can just, do both. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be dealing with these things at these times. Yeah. But the free will is how you're choosing to Navigate work it. with it. Yeah. Absolutely, and that. So I'm, look oh. at me, Libra. It's, like, <laughs> it's
0: both. It's both. Get you. A, get, Everything yeah. is
1: both. <laughs> get you a. Get you an outlook that is both. That's right. um, I love that this was such a hefty fourth house lesson. <laughs> yeah, that that's a big. And just really, um, also when you're looking like m- my how I want a new house or I don't like where I live, and we look at planets transiting. Like Jupiter, mm. it comes around every 12 years. Yeah. And it always gives like, you want to shift? You want to live somewhere else? It, oh, opportunities usually open yeah. or expand or buy property. Right. Um, or enhance, make better where okay. you are. So transits through your fourth house would be the indicator. Around the home. Okay. And also like, yeah, if you have um, like Saturn in your fourth, it's like, oh God, like two things could be <laughs> happening. Where So people who have Pisces... In current time right Mm -hmm. now, Pisces on their IC or fourth house, Um, undealt with stuff, undigested food is coming to the surface from Uh, childhood to be dealt with, um, which is not a bad thing. But the other thing, if you feel limited in that area, you can go and you can do things. You can clean your house. You can reorganize things. You can get rid of things that pull you back into the past. Right. And there are things you can do to make yourself feel really good. And then Saturn smiles on you and says, okay, see, now I'm going to help you build a new foundation.
0: You did the chores. Here's your allowance. <laughs> yep. Here's <laughs> your allowance. I will let you go forward. <laughs> Please proceed. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's that's the fourth. a little, yeah. We really went, fourth. We, we went into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: A little lighter. House five. That's so much lighter. I know. I love it. From <laughs> oh, density into, ah! Yeah. fun <laughs> <Pleasure>. joy <laughs> it is pleasure um it's creativity mm-hmm. um and we are this is literally where we're supposed to be um enjo- enjoying ourselves in the ancient construct. It is the house of good fortune. Mm. Um, Because they considered having children good fortune. So this is where we have children. That's the creativity. So we're birthing new things, not in a painful way, but in a joyful (laughs) way. You know, and this, I kind of sit on this. This is where I do also differentiate from modern thought that sex, they put an eighth
0: Mm. And one of
1: my te- my horary teacher, it's like, sex is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. <laughs> it is completely fifth house. Yeah. That's when it's a trauma. So uh, it's not sex. It's that if you were traumatized around it. So yeah. I'm just throwing that out there that makes when sense. people are gathering information from all corners. I love that move, actually. Yeah. Also, like, not making it like a taboo, hidden kind of thing in the eighth house. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so— um. Yeah, that's that's where we procreate, mm-hmm. but it's where, you know, people who have sun in the fifth. Oh my gosh, like just they are so. Cra- I don't care if it's I'm trying to think of a non-creative. Okay, I'm not saying Capricorns you're uncreative, but you're practical. Mm-hmm. So you even have this like, okay, mm, you know, super practical in the fifth. They're still going to create. Yeah. Yeah. Like beautifully these probably structures that are really useful. Right. You know, but there's there's always life people who have their son Strong planets are the ruler of their chart, and the fifth. I always say this like, you really need to do something you love, like, you have permission to love what you do, yeah. <laughs> and just, I love that. and it's a good thing, like, give yourself permission to do it, you know. This is also where, um, you know, because it is the creative arts, you see actors and actresses. Who have strong fifth house placements. Yeah. Because they'll be able to they're able to literally use themselves to create like some other character That's rad. that we believe and we're in, you know, and it's embodied like yeah. when the sun is there, especially. So That's beautiful. Yeah, fifth is fun, joyful things like and this is why I say too, it's a house of love affairs. Oh, cute! My my formula, I you know from the beginning, it's like we audition talent in the fifth, <laughs> and then if we like them, we take them to our seventh. When yes. we talk about the seventh. final rounds, the final rounds, yeah, <laughs> we take them to seventh. But fifth, it's like we're just enjoying this; we're just having fun. Okay. And then if we if there's more there, then we take it. You'll make it like to I the said, next round. You'll, you'll go to you'll Hollywood. You'll make <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So this is where. Um, you know, we, we don't want to be too serious with ourselves. like dating. It is. This yeah. is literally dating. Cool. So it's funny. We could even say third house, like, begins it now that we have online. Mm, yeah. And the communications and right. all the swi- swiping. That's, a, that's a third house. Yeah. Yeah. 357. Wow. You mm-hmm. swipe, you date. You may be married. I don't know. Even one, three, five, seven. Oh, yeah. Yourself into the swiping. I'm gonna enjoy you. Seventh. I'm gonna keep you. Wow. I love that. So, would the sign or
0: the planetary ruler of the fifth house indicate who you're drawn toward for dating?
1: Yes. Would definitely tell you, it can, it can also solve a problem and mm. tell like if things are debilitated or strong or let's say yeah that same Saturn was <laughs> wait literally I have Saturn in the
0: fifth
1: oh okay
0: I have so, a, I have an outer planet stellium and Saturn in Cap in the fifth so
1: you might hold yourself back <laughs> that's that would show us where. Like oh, where am I cutting myself off from pleasure? Yeah, or cutting, and then mix with the Virgo, you know, <laughs> we might be a little um, have some very f- strong refinement quality uh, <laughs> standards, standards, <laughs> yeah, um, that conditions that, yeah. and um, yeah, so that would, and also I'll say this that this is also true that it can be I'm waiting for quality. You know, Saturn and Cap is quality. Saturn and Cap, because you're Saturn Cap. Yeah. So it's...
0: It's Saturn, Uranus, Neptune.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. So there's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, no, whenever yeah. we have, like, those bigger planets yeah. joined, it it's a thing. Yeah. It's a moment in history, even, when big planets get together, where we see the world change yeah. and shift. So when you're born into that that colors you. Mm -hmm. And so we know that's coloring how you track in bringing, like, just bringing partnership in in an easy way. You're not probably, like, you would have to make yourself be a dater.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, it, (laughs) it wouldn't be
1: natural. It's not. So there is, like, I will say on another level, it may be that, yeah, you're, there's almost a safety switch on there. Like, no, I'm waiting for the quality And when it comes in, it's gonna it's gonna feel really joyful and playful, and then it tracks to seriousness. You know, Saturn Cap. I like that because uh, a Pisces descendant scares me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't be scared. (laughs) Okay, you can you can um yeah have have compassion for Chato because that's me. (laughs) She <laughs> could probably use it sometime.
0: I love it but. so much. Okay, we got we got in the weeds again because that's how we are. But, okay, so fifth house, fifth joy, house. creativity, pleasure, children, dating.
1: Yeah, auditioning, um, your future oh, partner. And not that, I mean, this is just classic house energy, gambling.
0: Oh, funny. <laughs> I never knew that. Taking
1: risk, enjoy it, gambling when we're having fun. Yeah, love. love. So people, I remember in my, you know— Beginning years of practicing astrology and getting the people like working at mystical dream, we get the people. Okay, I'm going. When do I go to the? When do I go to Vegas? Go, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like okay, well, let's have fun and just play with this. Yeah, and so it would be a complete fifth house, you know, exploration. Yeah, of looking at it. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Thrilling. For fun. (laughs) When you're doing it for fun. Yes. And it's not. (laughs) Then it goes to eighth. See how fun can go to eighth (laughs) where it controls you rather than,
0: you know, you just enjoy it. You are in control of it. Yes. Okay. So before we get there, we're going to stop off in
1: house six. In house six. So sixth house, um, another one, I feel like I've said this on this podcast um, that some people say, oh, house of health. But it's the house of not health. This is. When we are correcting, like mm-hmm. straight up um, Hellenistic model, it says bad fortune, illnesses. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But it it doesn't mean um, that if you have planets there, it's bad. Right. It's just you might be in service because it's servitude. So, again, when astrology was making its splash mm-hmm. in that Babylonian world. Back
0: <laughs> Arriving on the Babylonian scene. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Slavery was mm. was a thing. You know, that's the oh, thing. It's, it's like long-term Earth karma condition that, Damn. you know, yeah. that's, okay, don't mean to go off tangent, but that's what I'm hoping Pluto going into Aquarius really settling in helps really like undo not just our recent last few hundred years, mm-hmm. but like thousands of years collective karma around that kind of yeah, some human behavior. Gnarly, yeah. 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 Um so the way we elevate. So yeah. <laughs> it would be so this is I'm tr- trying to explain a bit of the logic I think around bad fortune. It's like Yeah. Oh man, I was born into the slave family. Yeah. This that's not good fortune yeah <laughs> it would have been bad fortune yeah so to say the least to say the least and so coming into this it's uh, we can shift this with like so many doctors and healers are have strong 6th house placement right so it's uh i like to look at it as the place we get well house okay because the other thing because it is that house remember it's the house where the illness will show up so it's also the place where we can clear it cool it's showing itself it's like i'm showing you me so that you deal with me okay and then we have to stop dropping it's not hidden yeah and and this is the thing that's where you know the illness shows up in the place so again without getting too complicated aversion Mm -hmm. from first house For some reason, those two houses, like that are flanking what's opposite, are also considered an aversion. Like six and eight, six and eight to one, exactly. And part of it is there's not they don't have anything in common with each other. Mm -hmm. There's no commonality. There's nothing to link them, and so it. This is where we get ill, but then it makes us pay attention, and Mm -hmm. we can go and refine. I like the to look at it as the house of refinement as well. So if you have strong sixth house you might be ending up the wellest person on the planet mm-hmm. if you go in and dig into topics of the sign and the planets involved, right. if you have planets in there or whatever the ruling planet. The ruler, right. Okay. And so, um, yeah. So that, yeah. And this is also the
0: house for pets, correct? Yes, this is this is a pet house. After all this, like refinement around health and like these yeah. deep things, it's like also dogs, like <laughs>
1: <laughs> dogs and cats, it, which they kind of are. Like the way because we called ourselves owners, right? Yeah. Like people say, I own, oh my god, yeah, I yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? Oh, that just which blew is my a mind. weird. Exactly, yeah, it's a weird concept. That's that's why I try to catch myself and I say I have cats. You yeah. know that it's like. Oh, we share life with our cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, this is my child. <laughs> I exactly. birthed her. No epidural. Like,
0: <laughs> no epidural.
1: Had <laughs> um, the surrogate kitty. <laughs> the surrogate dog. But this is, you know, also where they can bring us comfort and healing, right? Beautiful. Yeah. So they are our healers. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's—I'm happy you you brought that up. Also, sorry— Gosh, I should have said this second. Um, daily habits, yeah, and it's daily habits that tend to get us in trouble Routines, with our health, right?
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Whether it's our mind or our physical body, I mean, because it's all connected, right? Anyways, our okay. emotional state of being, of course. Like if we're consuming things that aren't good for us or mm-hmm. doing things that aren't good for us, it, this is where it catches up. Got it. Okay. We this is where we get our progress report for how we're living our life on a daily basis. Yep. So it's also where we can shift it. So that's why, you know, when planets are moving through the sixth house, like— you know, I have a whole model. I have a whole course, which I will offer again coming up. Yes. Coming soon. We'll have info but at the end of the like, episode. <laughs> <laughs> but the sun, when we really use the sun moving through all the houses, even if you're feeling fine, when the sun hits your sixth house, you spend that month just cleaning yourself up. Yeah. Setting new routines, new okay. habits. New daily, taking a new daily, and it's the best place because you're going to rewire yourself. That's why I love January and like
0: oh, new, is that? New Year's resolutions and stuff because oh. my sixth house is Aquarius. Bam! There yeah. you go. I'm always like Awareness. ready for January, and I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also Virgo, but like
1: <laughs> it is, but it's a combination of energies. Yeah. But your Virgo that can get dispersed yeah. easily is fine-tune and it tracks, yeah. right? It tracks you to um, where you want to be in the your next life. next goal,
0: yeah. The next goal. So this is not my chart, but I'm curious because we are talking about healing quite a bit. When you see Chiron in someone's sixth house, what does that mean to you?
1: Two things. Um, number one, boy, I could have a whole Chiron episode. Yeah, probably um, should. <laughs> and Chiron is one of those, It's a. it's a dwarf planet that not all astrologers use it's so hard for me to not use it yeah because it's it's just there (laughs) there's so much (laughs) tell together i can't not look at it (laughs) so my first chiron statement and this is really me in working this is like my personal view that wherever chiron is in your chart you will heal that part of yourself, like you kind of don't have a choice. Cool. You're gonna be healed. <laughs> so we're either like it is front loading to the place. So I can, you know, we can look at Chiron and sixth as blessing. Wow. Yeah. And it's like from the soul's perspective, it's like you're not wiggling out of this with your free will this time. Right. We're doing. You're locked this. in. Yeah. You're locked in. This was a contract. <laughs> and so what happens is once we're healed, like we're healed like it's clear. Mm-hmm. So you can have all this clarity and many times and I think it's just a natural evolution once we heal something within ourselves we can take that on it's almost a responsibility to pass that on to Share others it. in some way in yep. some way. So again the healer especially like um people with Chiron in Aries mm-hmm. like in the 6th. I think it's there now, right? Chiron's in Aries. Chiron is in Aries yeah, right now, transit yeah, transit wise. Um, so, people, in, you have your Chiron return around 50. Okay. So, those would be those people. But those who were born with Chiron Aries 6th, like next level surgeon, like that scalpel wow. is just sharp as hell. <laughs> sharp, <sharp-nosed, laughs> yeah. least amount of scar tissue. Wow. So, whether they were literally a surgeon. Yeah. Or a brain surgeon, like, well, I guess that's too, like brain surgery, it would be even next level. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, um, but even like a psychologist or a psychiatrist, like everything is surgical and what they go after, the way they're able to go in and clear. Yeah. Um, it's precisely, like clear. We just talked about Aries for, yeah. in the last podcast. Episode. Yeah. Um, of, like, that's clarity. So okay. sharp, right in, Get it done, get out. Now I'm like, if I need a surgeon, it has to be a 50 year old Scorpio <laughs> rising. <laughs> yeah, somebody and it's a five year expanse, so they could be somewhere in that. Okay. Like, so like forty five early 50s. <laughs> but like
0: Scorpio rising with the Chiron best. and Aries in yeah. the sixth house.
1: <laughs> I love Scorpio doctors. Yeah. Or, or healers. Yeah, like totally. I do I end up with a lot of that. Psychologist, psychiatrists, like whatever oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, they can just get in there. All in all in there. Uh, they're
0: amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, That's, so that was a lot on 6th house as well. I guess. Yeah. should stop saying that was a lot because all of it is. There,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no surprises.
0: Exactly. All right. House 7. So if house 1 is me, house 7 is we.
1: <laughs> or you. Yeah. So if you're looking at your own chart, <laughs> it's like me, you. Because mm-hmm. it's in um the other. Yep. So it's where we start, yeah, exactly, building this polarity model. Um, and another thing to look at, one through six are below the horizon. Mm-hmm. And so if we, again, going back to the beginning of this episode, um, the horizon line is showing us everything that is in light above, above the ground, above above light. Everything below is underneath mm-hmm. in the dark, but it's like in our deep, dark, not, not negative recesses right. of self. It's just, it's where there is more focus on refinement of self, we're working internal. Internal, mm-hmm. they really, for the most part, connect with our experience related to other. When we hit seventh, we're going to see this how we put these together, there's, there's a join, yes, a joining of energy. So we could say we when it's just one other, but it's, it's every individual and contracts. Again, this is why is a house of marriage. It's not just, oh, my romantic person. It's who uh, we're, we're committing. Binding to. You're binding. Yeah. yeah. Contractually, it's, legally. That's why like I spiritually, always, le- like, legally. <laughs> if you're getting married, like, please tell me, let me give you a good chart cuz yeah. it, it sets the tone wow. for that partnership. Yeah. And so um yeah that's why it's that's behind the marriage part. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um but it's it's all others it is our um yeah when we're dealing with things in the courts, legal proceedings are a 7th house event. So I know that sounds obscure, but it's also the House of Divorce. <laughs> like, that's a thing. Interesting, um, But we'll see. Like, I kind of said it before, 12th house is Hidden Enemies. Seventh house is Open Enemies. And that's, again, if you're being sued, you know who's doing it. Okay. You, they're the people that show themselves to you. And don't get too caught up in this don't get wigged out yet (laughs) don't get wigged out but it's just where energy reveals itself to you because it's literally the sign opposite you so it's in your clear vision plain sight plain sight and sometimes people look at their (laughs) their relationship counterpart as an enemy open enemy because they're (laughs) you reflect it shows where you're reflecting each other they are literally reflecting you back to you Wow. And not everybody's in alignment with themselves. Damn, that's deep. (laughs) (laughs) And it also shows like where we're doing our most refinement on self. I mean, relationships. There's no other way to fast track self-development.
0: Right. Than having that mirror.
1: Than having that mirror and also having to learn how to work with other, mm-hmm.
0: there's the level of accountability with yep. that other person.
1: Yep, and so I don't think it's just your marriage, like a significant other. It's, yeah. it's a business partner, a business partner maybe really strong, a best friend, like a very very close, one to one relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we do have a house for friends. Yeah, and they would be there too. But if it's like that level That's of intimacy, person. yeah, and you feel like you have that relationship where there's something being. You're mirroring each other, you know, there's growth, growth there. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely that's definitely it. So yeah. It. So one is you, two is the other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so same thing goes for house eight. It's across from house two. So in house two we talked about our resources, our stuff. Now we're looking yep. at other people's stuff. <laughs>
1: other people's stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And um this is where two, I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. Derived houses is a thing where, okay, it's really complicated, but it helps explain. This particular one is so shining and glaring is that we can place like whatever the topic is, whatever the person is, we go to that house and it's, you're looking at your chart, but it's their first house. So your partner, seventh house is their first house. Okay, so eighth house is their money. Oh my God, that makes so much sense. And we can it's keep flipped. going. Yeah. Oh my God. Third house. Ha- uh, n- well, wait ninth house would be your in laws. Yeah. His siblings oh or my her gosh, siblings how funny. or their siblings. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. This is another thing that just. oh, What? Yeah. I know it's some advanced thought, but <laughs> how big are my eyeballs I'm right bra- now? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm dropping little seeds that. Yeah you know, with deeper this study. Is, it this is how into. Shannon
0: has been teaching me for years and it's really working. So just let it happen. Just let and, it happen.
1: <laughs> well, because it helps you track like to where it is. It adds more logic to it instead yes. of just blindly trusting. No, I love it. I mean, I was
0: blindly trusting in the beginning, but then I started seeing all of these patterns and I'm like, oh my God. And even still, like I've been studying with Shannon for years now. God, it's been almost five years. Oh my gosh. Which is nuts. Yeah. And even still, I'm learning stuff literally every single day, every moment. (laughs) But it's true, right?
1: Five years in of um, strong individualized mentorship. Yes. And it's so... There's so much to learn. Revealing. <laughs> yeah. It's so exciting. I always try to promise this to me. I was like, if you are minded this way, if you're in, it, it, this will never go away. Yeah. The <laughs> excitement.
0: It's literally like every time I learn something, new, it's like unwrapping a present
1: on Christmas. <laughs> I feel like with astrology, like if anybody ever does get to the point, I'm like, Okay. Well, I already know everything. I don't have any. It's like, no, you, you need to leave the room. <laughs> just leave. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, if you think Go you know now. everything, like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Like, yeah. you're missing out too. It's like, don't ruin it for the rest of us. Yes, <laughs> please. Is
0: it Socrates or Plato who was like, the only thing I know is that I know nothing?
1: Oh, God. I don't know which one, but yeah. I'll Google it while you talk about house mm.
0: nine. <laughs> oh, no, we're still on eight. Sorry. Okay. we're Jumping boy. ahead.
1: This is hysterical because eight. Let's skip it. Eight is arguably <laughs> the worst, the hardest yeah. house. You are Libra Moon. I'm Libra Sun, and we yeah. just pulled a Libra on you. Yeah, we just like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't like confrontation. <laughs> Not even just talking about it.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna just like bypass that really quick and hope no one noticed. Um, for everyone saying. Oh wait, it's a saying derived from Plato's account of the great philosopher Socrates. So, okay, so you were right I times
1: was doubly two. I correct. <laughs> That's amazing. Someone has Mercury in Virgo oh on their Virgo Sunday. But
0: truly all I know are I know that I know nothing. That's the saying. Yeah. I mean, it's—I th- love that. Yeah. I mean, there's more. There's more. <laughs> but wait, there, there, there literally is more. So okay, you, now. We're still going away from house. Yep. Eighth house. I was house. just going to say now. Hard landing. <laughs> hard landing into
1: eighth Boom. house. Okay. So, Hellenistic, and even old traditional, like, this is not just Hellenistic. When I say Hellenistic, I'm going way, way back, like, yes. you know. Is it BC- like Helen of e. Troy? <laughs> Well, Hel- the Hellens, yeah that's, yeah, that's a region. Cool. You'll, you'll see Hellenistic philosophy. Got it. it's, it's a region. This is not my area of expertise. <laughs> um, no, it's all good. Um, and that was when it was very, very strong. Um, so, and traditional astrology, like medieval astrology, all of that is also, this is the house of death. Mm-hmm. This is the house of death and inheritance. That's all that it was in ancient times, right. which we can throw a lot in there. You know, of course, modern astrology is the house of transformation of sex because mm. this is— so, The Scorpio Association. Exactly. Yeah. This is how houses got a little obscured because mm-hmm. they started laying those that zodiac context. energies mm-hmm. on top of it. Right. Now, eighth house is probably the most like Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah um so it it kind of like there yeah there is a tracking there um but that there's the thing with inheritance too so that seems but but you're getting money that isn't yours so that's so it's either shared finance right or or it's some it's the bank's money a loan, this is a where mortgage. this is where people will invest in us okay. this is exactly where we take out loans ah. but it's not the thing is not yours until you pay it off i like what you said about people investing in us that's such a positive thing for the oh, eighth yeah. house yeah oh yeah good people things people can come out of it yeah they believe in you and they're putting money into you and and this would probably be a little more like literal They are investing in you. But this is where, like, I think of my, like, one of my best super business friends where she encourages companies not to take investors if you don't have to because then they own you. Ah. Where it's like... Stripping your autonomy. You can do... If you're wired to take resources and turn it into something else, mm-hmm. great. But this is the house that will show us if you're not that person and you're taking money to just solve a problem and then you're not trying to shift it into something else, where right. we go into debt. debt. Right. And debt so can Atheist. You. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why, too, for me, this is more of a modern view and i just like again, this is right. something I have adopted is it's where we are either controlled or we are being controlled. Yeah, it's both sides of that. Yeah. so strong it's like the a power house. dynamic exactly yeah. power dynamics. So this is so again, we can see where this can track to, um even though it's considered a challenge house, when we show up to the challenge, it can be a strong part of us. And so, um, you know, just like we were saying that with, you know, like modern astrologies made that the house of sex. Well, if we are in that dynamic where uh, we've been, you a know. traumatic, like power dynamic experience in exactly. the area of sexuality. Yeah, that that's it. But this is also where we go and heal. Yeah. And we take our autonomy back.
0: I love that. And Reclaim your sovereignty.
1: And um, yeah, and. Literally power. So you'll see that because, and this is one of those things, someone with their son in the eighth, that like kind of a naive thing to do is, oh, this is a controlling person. This person's mm. super controlling, and they want to be in control and have all the power, and da da da. It might be literally the opposite right. that they are just a doormat. Wow. So it's good to never just assume. Yeah, don't look at it superficially. But they're on that axis, okay, on the two eight axis. Yeah, they're on or the axis of um, being controlled. Uh-huh. Oh, being versus versus having control. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's eight. So it's intense, but it's it's an air. Here's the thing, too, just to throw out. I should have done this at the beginning or the end. Maybe I'll repeat it. <laughs> but we have an opportunity to experience each house. Like I said, the sun spends about a month in each house. Every year, we get an opportunity to experience that energy and see where it is for us. Right. And a lot of times people go, oh, I can't catch a break. Oh, you look and it's like, sun's in their eighth. Yep. And it's going to leave. It will leave. Okay. And then the people who have strong placement there, they're living an eighth house life until they shift it, which they can. Yeah. They take control over it.
0: We love that for them. So (laughs) before we move on to house nine, you just brought up the sun being in the eighth house. What about a powerful lunation, let's say it's a new moon, and we're all talking about, oh, I want to manifest more money because it's in my second house, or I'm going to manifest a partner because it's in my seventh house. And then you get to eighth house, and it's like death. I don't want to manifest (laughs) death.
1: I want to manifest complete and absolute expulsion of anything within my behavioral perception that blocks me from moving forward in my life. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. What about a husband? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, So literally that too, what's blocking me from aligning with someone that I'm wanting to be a vibrational alignment with energetically. Well, what do I, what am I doing that's blocking that? Okay. So that would be an eighth house theme. Yep. And you might have a big, scary monster briefly go, and you're like, oh, but that's my block. Okay. It's, it's trying to take the fear out of it. Right. I even though I know it's like waxing, but you're bringing in new new energy, like we're in releasing. a precarious house <laughs> but that but then it shows up like yeah. it it is um, you know, it will show up for you, cool, all right.
0: Now we're finally moving into a jolly house, I would say, <laughs>
1: yeah, the this ninth, is house. ninth house house nine house nine. This is like wisdom travel. <laughs> so the um, long distance travel. Yeah. So working in polarity, what we started with third was the yeah. house of goddess. Oh. It's the house of God. Love. Cool. In um, the Hellenistic. So again, we have this strong um, place of power for both. This was the other thing that the sun and the moon were equal in power. It wasn't just that male solar energy; right. the lunar energy also had, um, you know, which is another another whole other thing. <laughs> you know, <a> whole <laughs> other podcast of sect. You know, yeah. and, and the luminaries and their power. But right there, we can see that schematic because um, they also had play- houses where planets joyed, where they were in their joy. And the moon joys in the third house, the house of the goddess. The sun joys in the ninth house, the house of God. So you're just looking at, you know, again, like a polarity. It is also a house of divination. Um, It's uh, where it is the house of religion, but we're talking about when we're structuring a way to, we're organizing a system to, have contact with the divine, mm-hmm. a place. This was another thing that was one of my, oh my God, you know, moments learning from my teacher, Demetra, who did like <clears throat> just the incredible uh, translations, body of work on the ho- on one on planetary condition and one on the houses. And she said that, so it's everything sacred, this third and ninth, but she said that um, the ninth house was the place, like the temple, that you would do your sacred rites. Because it was big time. They were doing sacred rites all the time back in the day. And then the (laughs) actual rites, the mechanics of it, the communication of it was third. Cool. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So that's another thing. I know that's kind of like feels a little esoteric, but it is a neat place of um, knowing That when we have things in the ninth house, we're setting specific space or energy to do something of whatever we call holy, you know, of like, okay, I want to be a better person. Like, you can be an atheist and access this energy. It's like, okay, I'm going to go out in nature. I'm going to do something. I'm going to go to a specific place. I'm going to set an altar. Whatever you do right. around that. But it is considered a, um, you know, obviously they thought it was a pretty amazing house. They gave it the <laughs> house of God. It also, if we want to look at it this way, too, in um, reference to first house being you, that ninth house is a trine. So we haven't talked mm. about that'll be, we'll do aspects next. Okay. Because Those remember, I started yeah. houses are the context, the backdrop, right? Where those planets and the beings and the costumes and aspects are the dialogue that they're having, right? So that's What's why, the conversation, <laughs> that's the conversation. And so, mathematically, from where you are, that ninth house it, and the fifth, that yeah. other good fortune, right? They're in really good places to give you something without a lot of effort, it cool. just flows to you. Love, um. And it is also uh, long-distance travel. So the way mm-hmm. I look at long-distance, I, I had learned early on it's like you have to cross an ocean. Like when you cross an ocean, you're – but oh. I think it's more than that. It's when we are experiencing another culture. So it brings in more of that wisdom energy. Right. Learning from other cultures. Yeah. Learning – Other groups. Other groups. Yeah. Other ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. Other ways of – Relating to each other, other philosophies. This mm-hmm. is the house of philosophies, philosophers, yep. teachers, those high level teachers right. are ninth house. In fact, people who have, um, oh, this is another, I didn't say this before, third house, but this is good. We're putting it together. Yeah. Um, ninth house is higher education, uh. third house is Lower education, elementary. It's elementary. Yeah. Again, the little things. We're getting all the building blocks so so that we can actually do the bigger work. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Love. So people who have strong ninth house placements may feel like I'm not going to be worthy unless I, you know, go to college or Uh, or they literally are teachers. They can be the teacher. Okay. Um, But usually, higher education is very valued um with a lot of ninth
0: house or strong a, ninth with house With really ninth strong ninth okay. house like let's yeah. say there
1: is an exalted aries sun in the ninth house oh well that might be elite training too for ah, um sport. you know for some sport Yeah. or they get into a college with a full ride academic you know, or physical like their, uh, what's it called athletic yeah <laughs> an <sport> athletic <laughs> athletic like scholarship. they get into harvard yeah because and they don't have the best grades, but they get into Harvard because they're an exceptional football player or whatever, yeah. yeah, ninth. It is that like super conscious mind. It's conceptual thinking rather than linear thinking that philosophy, philosophy, yeah. so that's where, again, we see the ninth house and the third house linked, ok, cool, so
0: the axis is clear,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, you get you get the point. Okay. Like, I just need to get this thing done on my to do list. Third uh, house versus what's the meaning of life? <laughs> what's the meaning of life? For right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Doing the what's my the bigger, purpose in all this? Why am I doing those little today today exactly. to do tasks? <laughs> exactly. Why am I doing all those little today yeah. to do tasks to get me to that ninth place? It's the same thing of that ancient model yeah. of the rites, right. sacred rites, the little things tracking to the bigger Forest concept. Trees. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Exactly.
0: Okay, so that moves us right
1: into house number 10. Number 10. 10th house. So we talked about this at the very beginning. 10th is career. It's the top of the sky. Um, And again, when we're using quadrant houses, it is what tracks Mm mid-heaven, meaning literal middle of the sky. Um, So it is where we are most visible, where we're seen and where— we can interface with the public it's yeah. a very your public life it's your public life yep and so that again is why usually it's your um profession mm-hmm. what what you want to take on it's also your um like it's that house of reputation how you're mm-hmm. seen because it's where you're the most visible
0: oh so maybe people kind of assume that you are
1: your midheaven sign <laughs> um it's a, yeah can can be that in fact it's I think I said this in the class when yeah. we started, um, that first house is also a thing that like what you want people to see, mm-hmm. but the 10th house is what, what they, they actually, actually see. see. Yeah. Because it's the part exposed that yeah. we're out in the world. And, That's so funny. And so that, yeah. And that was a thing, like my teacher said, when they were giving this lecture, they purposely, they're like very sarcastic humor. We'd go through every sign except Leo for Leo (laughs) (laughs) midheaven. and <laughs> like just to go, like, just to see if they catch it what about me i
0: think you may have done that on accident i think like we were going through something I I and you skipped leo and we were like wait. we did
1: yeah that is so funny i uh, see how yeah. things go in and you're programmed yeah. and you don't even know it, it. i didn't even try i, know. I just did it it's so funny but that is funny yeah because they're the ones most like one and even though it's like that's the scorpio ascendant right. usually yeah who doesn't necessarily want to be Leo Public. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then they do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not—I don't mean they want to be seen. Right. But it, it is this, like, wait a minute. I still have value even though I want value from behind the curtain, not right, in front of it. Right, 100%. But they're going to have to go out. So, yeah, Midheaven basically and 10th house shows us our career, um, the position, what public position you're taking mm-hmm. um, in ancient astrology. It's the place of the king. yeah. Or queen, whoever has rulership, you know, it's like that strong. Um, that's why some people will use tenth as also the father. If you're looking for intel on Interesting. parents, okay, and usually in the construct of yesteryear, you know, the dad would be out earning, right, so like, he wasn't in your daily life like your mother under the horizon. Mm-hmm. So fourth would be mom, but again, those are those are soft. Yeah. You know, associations. It can work the other direction too. But um, it is usually the one who's like out doing the work. Mm -hmm. It also, like Scorpio midheaven, of course, not everybody was Scorpio midheaven, but it could be that infamous energy, like some hidden scandal that's notoriety. Yeah. uh, That comes out that we see. Okay. That. So saucy. Saucy. So actually, it's funny. Yeah. That's. that's his, like 10th. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it. I feel like it's one of the easiest to explain. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Right. Our, the, our authority figures, our boss, like if we have a boss. Yeah. And then, oh, here we go. Polarity. Mm-hmm. Fourth house home, most inner self, 10th yep. house career, our yep. outer world self. You're in a business suit. You're in pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, my God. Perfect. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that beautiful
0: okay so house 11 the 11th house of our tribes communities
1: the collective friend yep. groups friends social groups <laughs> friends friends and this was considered um the house of good spirit in sweet the hellenistic model um so it is that yeah, our friends. And friend, that's a thing. Friends are usually a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Friends are a blessing. And where we get support. Mm-hmm. It is interesting in mundane old school astrology. The 10th, um, you know, would be the ruler, that authority, and the 11th would be the cabinet. Oh, wow. So the— The, the supporting one, structure. The supporting structure. Yeah. The board of directors. Yeah, The I people love that. they trust. They're trusted people.
0: That's beautiful. So—
1: 11th house, I always joke, like I have my own like board of directors of yeah. my friends. I stole that from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be the 11th. Yeah. And so this, and if, you know, you're having difficult, you can see, okay, I've got Venus and Scorpio in my 11th house. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, it's been this pattern of like dealing with, you know, jealousy issues. Yeah, intensity. And intensity. And yeah. like I went in and I was all come on, can't we all be friends? And then, you know, boom. (laughs) No, we can't. No, sorry. But- we would be refining how we work with that energy. The other, the flip side could have, you know, Venus and Libra or some other lovely, friendly thing, Mercury and Gemini, Mercury in a placement Aquarius, you know, where it's like, oh gosh, I have so many meaningful connections. Yeah, I've got Jupiter
0: in the 11th and I'm just That's amazing.
1: You have great friends. Oh my God, I'm literally so rich
0: in friends. (laughs) Literally. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. The best friends. I love you all. Very well. You have a lot of wealth too when you probably go out like okay i need help i need information i mm-hmm. need whatever you have a uh, your board resources, of directors yeah. you have resources that are your friends yeah that makes that's, so much sense isn't that cool i love it um so yeah friends alliances who mm-hmm. were al- it it shows who you're aligned with who do i most align with yeah. is that 11th house energy um that's why to um yeah, we'll classically see groups, organizations, because you're you're joining in with those that are like minded. Political parties would fall mm. under an eleventh house, okay, territory. Yeah, because your mind—it's like okay, we we can connect, and we don't have to talk about everything. We we know we see, we just automatically understand Inherently each eye other eye to eye. Yep, so we can go to somewhere else with it because we already understand yep. each other. Cool, like that's eleventh. Um, it's also, this is what I love using, um, the 11th house for, especially by transit when the sun's moving through the 11th, it's those seeds. This is where we begin to vision something for ourselves. would be 11th. In fact, 11th house placed people are very visionary and humanitarian focused. So Mm -hmm. it is, um... You know, thinking of how do we all work better together than separate. As a collective. Yeah. yeah. And so, ele- yeah, 11th house people, I always say, oh, you don't belong to yourself. You belong to the world. And again, yeah. we're above the horizon. So That's there's so a- <laughs> there's another, um, you know, above, below. Right. I found what I like, 5th mm-hmm. house. I love this. Now I'm going to give this love. Right and share it, Yep, you know, and give it to everybody. So, yeah, it's like collective energy where we are collectively experiencing. But it's the seeds, like I said, the seeds of what do I want to do next? Right. And we get that opportunity every year. We have a yearly reset of your ideas because 10th house would be like harvest, like as far as timing with the sun moving through the 12 houses, sun is culmination we got it we picked the fruit now we're planting again we're how am i going to plant my seeds which plants which seeds am i going to plant that i will be harvesting right. in 11 months when we come back around yep so it's good to be aware of what your thoughts are more than any other time of the year is when the sun is transiting your 11th house okay because it's like as far as your higher self's concern doesn't know right from wrong, good from bad. You know, it's all the same. It's experience. It's right. experience, growth, and evolution. It's like, yeah, that looks good. Okay, yeah, we're going to be tracking ahead. <laughs> but you might be looping the same thing over and over. So if we have those default thoughts, right. this is a good place to shift that and at least just say, cancel, cancel, yep. you know. Interrupt the pattern. Insert Interrupt. new thought here. <laughs> uh, but whether you believe it or not, right. just just something different. Yep. So, yeah, that's 11th. Okay, now we're, we've are we made it around the wheel. And this is good. I like using the seed model. Yeah. This, this is a model that I've used for years um, to help better understand. So, when we plant the seed in the 11th and then we go into the 12th. By the way, this growth cycle has nothing to do with ancient astrology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is Shannon I'm just, astrology. <laughs> I'm just like yeah. making that point, that distinction. Um, but it helps us understand because if we plant a seed, then it's in the dirt, right? Yeah. We can't see it. Yep. It's dark. It's, it's, it's doing its thing underground. It's underground. And it's unseen. like I don't know where I am. <laughs> it's dark in here. Am Help I me. up? Am I down? Help me. Yeah. And the only thing we can do, you can't make a seed germinate. Faster, right? Like it's gonna. Trust do me, it. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, most yeah. people do. Yeah. And this is again one of those places where nature teaches us about ourselves in life. Mm-hmm. Teaches uh, us patience. Teaches us patience. And twelfth house is that patience. And so that which takes me to. It's the house of our own self-undoing. That's mm. what it's called. And they called it bad spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it is the opposite house of, of um, bad fortune. Right. So We don't love that axis. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the easiest. And that's why we can have suffering and we can have those things. However, my... Um, oh, I'll say this too. Sorry. It is my belief... Um, as someone who's had many illnesses and Mm -hmm. things and worked within those realms, um, that before an illness hits your body, it was a thought form first. Yes, It was in your psyche first. It was in the subconscious mind, maybe. That's a 12th house. So this is where we see that's one link of, it was ungraspable, Yep. A phantom, and then it planted and became a physical manifestation of something. Mm-hmm. Sixth house. Yeah. But it was in the 12th first. Okay. So it is that subconscious promptings, how we create negativity in our own life. And so, okay, there's that. Uh, where we don't see ourselves because it's, again, that house on the other side of not seen. And that that is another way I teach it. It's the um, the tag in your shirt up. You're turning your head. You can't see it. You need an exterior source to either tell you, oh, the tag is up or like a mirror, but something outside of yourself Mm -hmm. because you're not going to see it on your own. We all have blind spots. This is real. It's more blind spotty than second house. I don't think of it so much that it's the 12th. Right. And so it is also where we may have needed to recede. This is why the house of meditation 100% 100% Remedy 12th, just sit, either, yeah, meditate, pray, whatever is your, your thing <laughs> your that thing. helps you feel better. <laughs> yeah. You know, contacting something that is... Um, to me, I look at 12th house as also that intermediary between like, like the divine. Space. Exactly. Yeah. It is so liminal space yeah. between the divine and here. And so within that is complete hands off non action. And so going back to the seed, if we keep pulling it out of the dirt, where are you at? We put it back in, we keep taking it out. It's not, you're going to screw no it path. up. Yeah. And so. Um, It's also the same when we're dealing with twelfth house issues where it's like the it's that let go, let universe, Mm -hmm. let whatever word works for you. But you're taking your hands off and and that's where we can undo ourselves or sabotage ourselves is when we're stepping in the place of where we said, No, I'm gonna let the divine take this. Cool. And People with 12th house placements will understand that. People strong first house be like, what are you <laughs> talking about? And this is why there's a place for everybody here. Mm-hmm. And so it can all actually be a good house of miracles. Like right. it, when you learn to do that and then all of a sudden first house shows up and boom, we have a seed. Sprout. <laughs> yep. We or yeah, we have a sprout coming through. We have a yeah. seed poking, yeah, coming the green coming through the dirt, breaking and the dirt. It's
0: it's manifesting.
1: And it goes, Here I am. <laughs> there's the sun. Yeah. I am here. <laughs> First house. I I'm know. here. Yeah. I'm in my body. I'm safe. So there's the circle. That was quite a trek. We, Sorry. Really, we really tried went to try to simple did
0: not happen. You know, we should have expected that.
1: <laughs> I know, always.
0: We made a trek around the 12 houses. I will do a brief recap at the end of this. Shannon. As always, you are our hero. <laughs> Thank you for guiding us, being our leader through the cosmos Aww. and life, the spiritual world, the liminal space, the earth world,
1: <laughs> all uh, of the above. I am like ways, <laughs> <laughs> spirit ways, <laughs> spirit ways. <laughs> I love it. Oh I my might God. get you stuck in a traffic jam by accident, but <laughs> in space, <laughs> in space.
0: <laughs> but space ways, spirit but we'll ways. We'll have I'm some conversations while we're there. <laughs> we're going to have a great car conversation. <laughs> this is like our version of car uh what is it carpool karaoke oh my gosh yeah <laughs> this is literally ours <laughs> this is perfect <laughs> shannon we love you thank you so much oh thank you i'm just going to do a little cliff notes at the end here to catch you up i know that was a long episode so i'm just going to run through the houses quickly for your little T L D R. house one me the self the body house two stuff resources house three communication, short-distance travel, and automobiles, siblings, feels random but isn't. House four, home, family, your childhood. House five, your children and projects, pleasure, creativity. House six, health and unhealth, routine, like your day-to-day work and pets. House seven is your one-to-one partnerships, contractual or marriage. House eight is other people's stuff, and also maybe death. House nine is wisdom, fortune, culture, travel, philosophy, like long distance travel. House 10 is career and public life. House 11 is community and groups of friends, your tribe, historically. House 12 is the spiritual liminal space and the self undoing, it's like the endings and I don't know, very, very spirit. Okay, I hope that was helpful. For our This Is Mine segment today, it probably comes as no surprise to you that my pick of the week is Shannon's Astrology School Moon Gathering. Her Astro Foundations 2 course begins Saturday, May 20th at 10 a.m. Pacific in person and Monday, May 22nd at 6 p.m. Pacific online for the Zoom version. Because Shannon loves you so much, our This Is Fine community is receiving 111 $111 off the price of the course. So it's 333 instead of 444 A huge thank you to Shannon for such a massive, generous discount and helping us save some money while we learn. Use the code THISISFINE, all caps, one word, when you check out at Moongathering.com. We're so glad you joined us for another Astro 101 lesson. Your bonus material and lesson guide is available on Patreon if you're a Patreon member. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. I love you all so much, and I'm so grateful you've joined us on this educational journey through the cosmos. I'll see you in Astro School at Moon Gathering with Shannon, and here, of course, next week. A Bye! Thanks for tuning in to this episode of This is Fine. I've been your host, Dominique Michelle Astorino. We're based in San Diego, recording in studio at DLI Productions in Pacific Beach with Emmy award-winning sound designer Dan De La Isla. This is a comedy and advice podcast, but for legal reasons, this entire podcast is a joke and none of it is medical advice. To download the transcript or learn more, visit thisisfinepodcast.com.